1: Bonus bet based on the amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co/vball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
0: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media
0: Podcast Network.
2: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, MMA Fighting's matchmaking bonanza of a podcast where we will discuss the what's nexts coming out of UFC Vegas 29 this past Saturday night at the Apex. UFC goes from a full ruckus club crowd in Glendale, Arizona, back to the near nearly empty UFC Apex for a, a fun fight night event on ESPN2 and ESPN+. My name is Mike Heck. thank you for checking out the program, and I want to wish all the dads out there doing the damn thing a very happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day by listening to some matchmaking, and I do not do this alone, because joining me in this venture is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity, Mr. Alex K. Lee. How are you, my best friend? Michael Heck, mi mejor amigo.
3: It is great. I'm feeling good. I'm still, as you can tell, a little bit high off the fumes wafting in from Guadalajara, Mexico. uh, The site of Anderson Silva versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. The Anderson Silva triumph. Uh, I'll tell the listeners in advance. uh, UFC Vegas 29 did not have my full attention. I was paying attention to most of the card, but I was uh, covering boxing for uh, MMAfighting.com. And uh, the more as that card went along, I kind of got distracted a bit. But but I, I am aware of what happened last night. It sounded like classic under the radar card that delivered on some delivered some exciting fights. I did, I was watching the 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 Grant Vera, uh, wait, 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 wait. Vera Grant rematch, which we'll talk about later, which I loved. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm just oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good from the Anderson Silva business. I can't help it.
2: Yes, that was that was some fun. We did a little bit of a live watch along. Kind of flew by by the seat of our pants and it was fun watching Anderson Silva go in there and do the damn thing especially from rounds two through eight he was just he was just on it it looked like old he, Anderson Silva especially sitting in the corner like trying to will Chavez Jr. into the corner with him it's fun stuff
3: man I enjoyed it he really he really took it to the the always reliable uh, always consistent um, you know always well behaved Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. so congrats to <laughs> <laughs> Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. known of course for his, his sterling you know reputation and his and his uh, his consistent in ring performances and always making weight of course never missed weight uh so good, no but uh, who who knew that of, of the Chavez clan that uh Papa Papa Chavez the legend the legend Julio Cesar Chavez would uh senior I guess I got to clarify here but I would hope people know what I'm who I'm talking about uh would have the best night you know again exhibition bout no 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 result but really cool I don't know if you to catch that that uh the last, were you guys, were, did, you, were, did you guys stick around for the last fight as well? For the, uh, fight?
2: the stream did not stick around for the last fight, but I did kind of yeah. pay attention to it. The fourth round, they take the they take the headgear off.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> says, says, no more headgear. I'll give you one more round, one, one round before I walk away forever with no headgear." It was a very cool moment. Thank God, cooler heads prevailed. He brought in like Canelo to be his like cornerman for one round. It was a really cool moment. So just a cool event, Dollar. Did did I say Happy Father's Day? I'm sorry, Mike. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Thank you. And uh, to all the fathers out there, of course, my own my own father, Peter, uh, a wonderful man, and uh, and uh, happy to, I, I love him, and Happy Father's Day to him as
2: well. Well said. And my best friend, let us begin with the main event mm. from this past Saturday in Las Vegas, the Korean Zombie. Looks great against a very tough opponent and Dan Ige, and I said this after the show, there aren't a lot of people who will get on the microphone and actually call for a fight with the Korean Zombie. Dan Ige did that and lived to tell the tale afterwards. Zombie moves to 3-0 when he has his fight camps in Arizona at Fight Ready, gets a unanimous decision win in in a very fun fight. Bounces back from the loss to Brian Ortega in October. A loss that Had him looking at himself deep in the mirror at a crossroads trying to figure out which road to take. Do I just say I'm done with the sport or do I keep going and try to get back to title contention? Cooler heads prevailed. He veered right. And now he's back on that road to a potential title shot in the future. So what would you like to see next for Chan Sung Jung in order to take said next step to get back to a potential opportunity at a world championship, a.k.?
3: Listen, Mr. Mr. Zhang made a very compelling argument. You know, po- very compelling call out post fight. Max Holloway, why not aim high, aim for one of the top two featherweights in the world? Uh, I had no problem with that. A little bit of tr- sprinkling, a little trash talk. You know, yeah, Holloway questioning his punching power. I like it. I like it. But I cannot veer away from the match that I've been calling for forever. I don't know how much sense it makes now. Uh, Barbosa, I mean, Barbosa, Two straight wins. It actually makes a lot of sense. Edson Barbosa, Mike. Edson Barbosa. I I need to see Barbosa zombie. Maybe it doesn't need to be next. Maybe that's why, you know, the Holloway call-out makes sense. Maybe that's why, why uh, Chan Sung Jung did it. But I feel like you could do Barbosa next. We don't know what's going on with Holloway. We know we had to, we, he had to pull out of the upcoming Yair Rodriguez fight. Uh, and I think, I don't know if that's being, we don't know if that's being postponed or they're trying to keep the date. And uh, So... We don't know when he'll be available. Uh, presumably, the, t- the, the 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 timelines could line up for Zombie and Holloway, but Barbosa's right there. We can start talking about we can start talking about this fight now. We can start negotiating this fight now. Give me Zombie versus Barbosa this fall. I want
2: it now. I like the fight. I would be very excited if they booked it. I don't think it makes a ton of sense just because of what this division looks like. It's kind of a process of elimination because you mentioned Holloway versus Rodriguez. The plan, as far as I am told, is to try to rebook that thing. Uh, Undisclosed injury to Holloway. No real details. uh, Doesn't seem too serious. Of course, we got the title fight coming up later on this year. To me, it's got to be Calvin Cater. I mean, Cater is... Ready to get back to work. I know his manager and coach, Tyson Chartier, after the loss to Max Holloway, was thinking September, October-ish. They were going to monitor him very closely. And if Zombie can be ready for the fourth quarter of 2021, that's a no-brainer for me. On a pay-per-view main card, that could be a fight night main event. Although, Korean Zombie, let's give the man a little bit of a break from main events. I'm, I'm sure he likes the extra money, but he even said it himself during the media day on Wednesday, like... This is my eighth straight main event. Uh, you know, give, give me a three-rounder. Let's sprinkle one of those bad boys in at some point. So, yeah, this is uh, this is easy-peasy for me. Zombie versus Cater. Very important fight in a loaded featherweight division. Again, that's one of those crossroad fights of who's going back to title contention and who arguably could be out of it altogether uh, for the foreseeable future. So, there's a lot on the line with those two guys fighting. Uh, but if they do Barbosa, I'm fine. If they do anybody at 145, I'm fine. So, Good spot to be in, Chan Sung Jung, must TV, and this is a fun division where you can throw them in there with in a lot of different scenarios, and all of them are good.
3: Yeah, that top 15, uh, top 20 at 145 is just so precarious. So many great fights, so many great opportunities, but you're also like two losses away from just, you know, being miles away from a title shot, so... There's no there's no bad matchups really for, for zombie. There's no bad matchups for Dan Ige any other guy we want to mention at uh, 145 as far as like entertainment value, as far as like name value, but as far as like how dangerous those fights could be for, for your career, like very. <laughs> it's a precarious place.
2: What do we do with Dan Ige? I mean, just off the top of my head, I kinda wanna see Giga Chikadze get his shot, man. Get him in there. Like I know there's a relationship there between Ige and Ali, and obviously Chikadze is part of the Ali camp. Ige, like, is sort of part of the Ali camp, but he's sort of in another camp as well because he's got a different manager than Ali, but he works for Ali, so it's kind of a weird spot, but I kind of want to see Giga get that sink or swim kind of fight. I think Ige could sort of be that guy. I appreciate what Giga's trying to do, just calling out everybody, but he's not going to get 97% of the fights he's calling for. Ige makes sense. He could do something with that. Ige's got a little bit of a name. He's been in a bunch of main events, or two out of the last three fights, anyways. Why not?
3: I'm thinking Arnold Allen, maybe. Though unless, unless in the eyes of some, Arnold Allen has already uh, jumped him in the rankings. Yes. I don't have. I have. I have. Well, I I have because Allen. The only problem Allen is thing Allen is missing is kind of a big win over like a you know a, a, a signature opponent. So he doesn't have that yet. So I actually have Ige at ten in my. Mystery rankings and Allen at 11, but I understand Arnold Allen eight and 0 in the UFC. If you had him already, you know, leapfrogging a bunch of um, you know, guys that he hasn't necessarily beaten, but that he's just been more successful than as far as you know, straight wins and losses over the last couple of years, I have no problem with that. But for me, it's like he needs that one. He gets that one big win, he could jump like into the top six, top seven. Obviously, it depends who he's matched up against. So we just need to see that. But yeah, that would be an interesting one for me. Uh, I would I would like to see Allen uh, and, and E uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Giga again, another undefeated guy who hasn't lost in the UFC. Um, so there's good options for Ige to to, to get, kind of regain whatever career momentum feel that he, people feel that he's lost. Uh, he just had to, you know, stifle one of these one of these really tough unbeaten guys.
2: Yeah, I would throw Allen in that cluster of like the guys we already chose. So like yeah. Zombie, Cater, Barbosa, Allen. Like any mix or match of those four gentlemen in either way, in any way works for me and then everybody else kind of works his way up i feel like that's like we have like the a tier of like the four guys that are like completely entitled contention and then there's like the next step and that's those four other guys and then we can kind of mix and match and go from there but uh Mm -hmm.
0: we're this close to crowning an nba champ and with the action heating up on the court it's even hotter at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet. Up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours
1: 168 hours after issuance, see dkng.co/bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: Before history is written,
0: Bobby Orr. The and
2: it's played. Tonelli, he Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next... ...will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We go to the main event, A.K. Sergey Spivak picks up a decision win over Alexio Lenick. A big opportunity for one Sergey Spivak to make a statement in this heavyweight division. And while the man went out there and won the fight my best friend i think he failed in his overall mission do you agree with that sentiment and who would you like to see him fight next
3: you think he failed in his oh, okay interesting um well i'll tell you i'll start worse who i want to see him fight uh i am thinking tom aspinall now i'm only saying this because i for, i the last time tom aspinall came up and want a fight i was trying. i was saying right away throw him in there with chris dacres prospect versus prospect i do not care Chris Dacus now has himself a nice, very nice fight against top 10 opponent. I believe he's fighting, um, oh my gosh, what is the guy's name? Help me, help me, Michael, help me. Shamil uh, Abdurakhimov. Sh- Abdurrahimov. Abdur- Abdur- I was going to say, like, Magomed Sherapov and I'm like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, the weights are a little off. The weights are a little off. Thank you. Shamil Abdurakhimov, who is firmly entrenched in the heavyweight top 10. So big, big opportunity for Chris Dacus. Good for him for getting that matchup. Uh, so that, for me, frees up Tom Aspinall. Uh, and again, th- th- this is... Uh, the last time he fought, Aspinall, Christakis, and Sergey Spivak were all on the same card, and we were kind of like, okay, well, one of these guys can go fight a somewhat veteran or someone in the top ten. The other two we can match up. So uh, for me now, I'm, I'm pivoting towards uh, Spivak and Aspinall. But I am wondering, Mike, what was your, what do you feel he need? He he could have he, he, he needs, You think he want, he should have finished?
2: Oh yeah. He had plenty of chances too, as well. Like I, I understand Olenek is a dangerous man, but Spivak made some like terrible mistakes. Like how, like how dare you try to put Alexei Olenek in an anaconda choke? What is the matter with you? Do you think that was gonna turn out good for you? But if he'd done it, right? Can you? If he had pulled it off? No, I don't even. I I don't even give him points for the gusto. Nope, not doing it. So in my eyes, like his stock goes up slightly. Like it was a clear win. But he needed to go out there and just run through this man. Like most expected him to be like... Olenek wasn't trotted out there to be like, Oh man, I hope he gets another Ezekiel choke. They're like, no, we're going to use this 43-year-old guy with 75,000 fights to put over this up-and-coming guy who doesn't say anything. So we got to like... We have to use his fighting style and what he does inside the octagon to put him over because he's not going to cut any kind of a scathing promo. It's literally like four seconds of talk. The translator talks for another four seconds, and that's his entire interview. Like He goes out there and finishes Olenek. We're having a different conversation. We're throwing him in there with the Osminas of the world. So I'm not giving him a rank guy. I am oh. willing him to throw throw him another veteran and give him another chance at it because he shouldn't be penalized completely for going out there and getting a win. So it's time, AK. It is Arlovsky time. This is the only fight that makes sense without giving him a giant push up or a giant push back. That is how I see it. You win, but you got to give me another one, bro. Let's see how you do against a former world champion. It's not a bad, like, consolation prizes, right? It's probably the first thing I thought of. It it
3: didn't end up being one of my top two options for him. Uh, It is probably the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It, it didn't shake. It didn't shake up the rankings. It just. It, it's funny. I think even in my rankings, I don't think I bumped him up. I think I bumped Olenek down. I think I bumped Olenek down behind him in the rankings, as opposed to Spivak jumping over Olenek and some other names. So your what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't. I just thought so. Two Vens in a row like that. Again, I guess the thing is at at, at heavyweight in the UFC, it's like you're either fighting. A prospect or you're fighting a veteran there's not there's not a lot of in between uh at heavyweight in the UFC unfortunately I, especially when you're in the top 20 um Spivak is 17 years was well, 17 years younger than Olenek I know that's Wild. great he's a he's an adult younger an adult <laughs> human being younger than, than uh, Alexey Olenek and I think uh Arlovsky's what maybe a year younger Alomsi's age always throws me off because he started so early, and you always go like, "Oh, Alomsi must be 50 by now," and it's like, "Oh, it's not like." He's 41 uh, or 42. 41 or 42, right? It's like, it's right because Olenek's the oldest active. He's 42, so it's like close, but Olenek the oldest. So you go from the oldest active UFC heavyweight to the second oldest active UFC heavyweight. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'd I'd like to see that matchup. But yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going with the youth way. Mike, you go and give him the vet test. So see how that goes.
2: Yeah, I think Aspinall ruins Sergei... The the Sergei Spivak that walked into that... That, that fought Alexi Olenek... Aspinall, Aspinall finishes that man in two minutes. So, there we go. Uh,
3: that was a very harsh. That was a very harsh, very appropriate for Father's Day. Like that's a very harsh dad-like appraisal of Sergei Spivak. I do feel like you're saying this out of love. I feel like you're saying this out of love, not out
2: of... Look, I think he's a good fighter. Like I think he could be really good. I think he could be a very interesting guy in this division, but you... Like, when you get these opportunities, you have to make the most of them. And he just didn't do it. Like, he just didn't. And there are guys on this card who did. And they're going to be rewarded for, for such performances. And we're going to head to the fight of the night, which you alluded to earlier. Marlon Vera goes in there, defeats a super game and tough Davey Grant. It was surreal watching the highlights of their first fight. Marlon Vera looked like he was you know, 17 years old. He looked like a kid, and now he looks like like man Marlins. Crazy. But the series is now tied at one apiece. Cheeto looked great in rounds two and three, like he typically does, the third round, especially, and then takes the opportunity to look just outside of the cage fence and sees Dominic Cruz and calls him out. And that's a fight that would interest me for sure. However, I don't think it happens. But I think it's time to go back to the, to, to the well that we've been talking about so many times before in the MMA space. The timing has never, ever been better. It is Cheeto versus El Terror, Jimmy Rivera time. That is the fight to make. Whether Whenever Jimmy is ready to go and he says, book me a fight, it's automatically Marlon Vera. They should have a contract ready. You just insert date, email that bad boy out, and get it back, and let's put this thing on the books. Agree or disagree.
3: No, I hundred percent agree. I, I I don't I don't know what the hold up on. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I don't know what the holdup is. They've had s- since you know they've been booked at least once. I know it's been talked out for more more than once. I know they've been booked at least once. I think they've been booked uh, twice. Per, yeah,
2: at least to- once or twice, easy. In-
3: including, of course, like like you said, this would be a rematch. Including, they did actually they have actually fought before. Um, so they have actually fought before. I'm not crazy, right? I'm having I'm having a, a an off day today. <laughs> oh no! I keep nah, not, I, no. That's right. I'm sorry. They've been. I'm sorry. They've been booked several t- uh, two times, and then yeah. I kept thinking one of those actually happened. My mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I, I like. Uh, I think that's the fight to make. There's still heat there. Uh, Marlon is just. He's just. He's so close. We always feel he's so close to breaking to the like top seven, top eight. Uh, even the top ten. I don't even know if he's broken into the top ten yet. Um, he just has to climb over some of these veteran names. Um, he's such a good fighter. He's so exciting. And guys like Jimmy Rivera exist to test guys like Cheeto Vera. Um, it was and, and look, he looked great. He got to avenge a loss. He got to avenge a loss on Saturday, which is always a nice thing. Uh, and I do want to say one thing about the scoring. I think anything besides twenty nine twenty seven. I don't know how you do not you don't like that's like one of the easiest. I know 29-27 is not a common score. That's like one of the easiest twenty nine twenty sevens. I think you could score thirty twenty seven was insane. Uh, David Grant clearly won the first round. Um, and then you have to, there was the, the last round was so dominant. So uh, some questionable scoring. I'm not going to name names, some questionable scoring. Uh, it doesn't matter. Cheeto Barrow won. And that's what we'll remember. But, uh, the, the judges by the way, judges have been really good lately, but I will say on Saturday, we had some cards. We had, this is, that's all. We had some cards. That's the song I'm gonna how I'm gonna put it. But otherwise, judging hasn't been pretty good lately. I don't want to crap on saying, like oh my god, when are they, when are they gonna fix this? Uh, it does. I mean, there's certainly we can always be working on uh, making these things better. But this one on Saturday stood out as being particularly a, a little wacky. Yeah,
2: this is a bad week at judging. hashtag PFL hashtag oh, Roy McDonald PFL. hashtag Lisa Tebow
3: Saturday yeah Saturdays uh, Vegas and then uh, uh, we had a straight up robbery on the uh, on the uh, tribute to the Kings card as well. Uh, the second fight of the night, just I, I was live scoring and I was shocked uh, that they that they got that one wrong. So. And the
2: split decision on the Anderson Silva fight was oh, egregious, it's insane. Seventy seven,
3: seventy five. child, get out of here. Come man. on,
2: woof! We'll That's some, some home cooking, dude. Just thank goodness, super home cooking. The, the, we got the right winner, but Jesus, yeah. <laughs> the featherweight division, AK, which we talked about earlier, coming out of the main event, they have a very talented fighter on the come up named Seung Woo Choi, who mm-hmm. picked up a couple of nice wins. In the UFC, headed in on a two-fight win streak. whatever went over Yusuf Salah was very impressive. And then he gets matched up with a super tough and durable Julian Arosa. And I feel like this was tremendous matchmaking. Because I wanted to see what would have happened in the third round of that fight. Because Choi is is a good fighter. He tends to fade down the stretch. And Arosa, just, that's when he shines. He could be down... to that's when he comes back and goes out and gets these out-of-control finishes. But good old Sting must have had a date back at the hotel or something because, man, he did not want to waste any time. (laughs) He wasn't going to a second round. He wasn't going to a third round. He wanted to go back and eat some pizza and and hang out. Minute 37 in, and this thing was a wrap. Drops and hurts a Rosa badly, and the referee stops. That's three straight for Choi. What is next for him, AK? Yeah,
3: this is, like I said, a great matchup. It is it – I do feel like Erosa just got caught. Uh, not taking anything away from Ru Choi. Ru Choi has – I think he showed a lot of growth in his last fight, his last win with I think with Zalal. And I was picking him to win. I was picking him to win by decision. But I, a first-round finish would have – I mean it shocked me. It shocked me. I did not see that coming. Um, it's one of these moments where you – it's unfortunate that rematches are so rare in MMA because I do feel like if you run this back – like 10 times that they always you know the hypothetical 10 times Choi, Choi wins maybe six out of four but arosa it's not like i it's not like i saw that fight and i'm like oh he's so much better than arosa um he caught him he caught him he caught him during an exchange that could literally happen to anyone again I, 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 but again credit to Choi. Choi, Choi is great uh arosa will bounce back i'm sure but that was a good piece of matchmaking uh so and i think the next good piece we keep Troy in this mix of again guys search just right in the middle just outside the top 20 Uh, Ricardo Hamos I think Ricardo Hamos uh, good stylistic matchup another kind of rangy guy Uh, and again a a test along the same lines because like I said I don't know if Choi if that that uh, spectacular uh, TKO leapfrogs him over a bunch of other notable names I think these guys again they're quote unquote in the mix not for title shot but in the mix for uh, a big jump and whoever wins that one I think then we're talking about maybe a top 15 opponent after but very impressed with Choi I saw a lot of people predicting and it would go the other way around that it Rosa would spark him. And uh, that certainly didn't happen.
2: Yeah. I predicted a, I picked third round submission for Rosa come from mm. behind, like shocking win, but that did not happen because Choi just keeps getting better and better. And there's a few options that make sense for him, but I'm going to go against something I've been saying for a little while because this division and these cards are filling up quickly. And I feel like it's just not going to happen at this point. So I've wanted this man to get a top 15 matchup since we started doing the show to get himself an opportunity that he rightfully deserves, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. So let's give him one more stiff test against an up-and-comer like Choi. Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, A.K. sink or swim time for Sting. Let's see if this guy is a top 15 guy. Caceres is the one that will answer that question. This one makes a lot of sense to me with the trajectories of their careers. Choi's won three straight. Caceres won four straight. Someone's got to go to the top 15. Which one's it going to be? And that's how you market this bad boy.
3: Ah, yes. Alice Caceres, the uh, break glass in case of emerging prospect. You know, if we <laughs> we need someone to test a prospect, someone who's a, a, a veteran, a recognizable name, not a top 15 guy, but a recognizable name, someone who's fought top 15 guys, Bruce Leroy. Come on down. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I, it would not surprise me at all if within the next month we saw that fight uh, reported reported, or, or even announced.
2: Yep. It was a hell of a UFC debut for one Bruno Silva. Takes Whoa. on Wellington Terman, who had a, a game plan that was working early on with the grappling and the, 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 the takedowns. But then he let Bruno Silva get on top of him. And for those who have followed the career of Bruno Silva over the years, pre-UFC... That is one thing you do not want to do. You do not want that man on top of you. I don't care how good your grappling is, how good your jujitsu is. And Terman paid for it dearly. Brutal ground and pound led to Terman being knocked completely unconscious and Silva gets his fifth straight win, his fifth straight knockout. And this dude, AK, is going to be a problem, my man. So... This is not a slow roll kind of thing here. I'm not ready to throw him into the top 15, but I'm ready to give him a nice, juicy step up in competition later on this year, September, October-ish. It is Bruno Silva versus Eric Anders time for me. 26 pro fights for Bruno Silva. Ooh. This is not a guy who's like eight and one. He's got a ton of experience. This is not a bridge too far whatsoever. I want to see what this guy's made of. Let's just let's throw him in there with just a a, a, a gritty tough dude and Eric Anders who's coming off a win. Got a lot of confidence right now in his new camp. I love it. That's my fight. What say you?
3: I, I was almost <laughs> going to say that's a bridge too far for Anders. Because uh, like I said, I know it's one UFC appearance versus a guy with I think maybe a dozen UFC appearances. But uh, it, overall pro experience Silva does have, I believe Bruno Silva does have the edge, right? He has overall experience. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I but I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's that's not how people would look at it and anders would i don't know if he'd be favored after this after this uh, performance by silva uh i'm a fan by the way of wellington Terman, but this guy has got to work on his defense he is i think he he came in like his last he got knocked out his last fight too and he came in i think with a really good chin and, a, and it, i mean look at him his chin is enormous uh and i and i think uh he he had a little bit of, a, of an idea that he might have been invincible um because he just eats shots, and uh, you can't do that when you get to the UFC, as he was proven by, uh, by Bruno Silva the other night. So uh, I think the perfect matchup for me, actually, in my mind, would have been I would love to, I would love to have seen him with uh, Gregory Rodriguez, but but I already said I already created a hypothetical matchup with Rodriguez and Buckley. So there was another suggestion listeners had for Rodriguez, so I'm going to steal that for Bruno Silva instead. So I'm thinking. I'm going in an opposite direction from you. I'm sticking with relative UFC experience. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Silva and uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja, Jordan Wright. Boy, so, yeah, that's fun. So even less pro experience than Eric Anders. So I might be – I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm thinking here. But it could be a fun matchup. Uh, I still want to see I, – I, Jordan Wright is such a mystery to me. I think he's so talented. I just wonder how good he is. Uh, so Bruno Silva would be a big test. But if he can beat him, then I mean then we'll really have someone with right. And if Silva beats him, obviously he just continues his then we give him a much more experienced opponent. But a lot of good options for Bruno Silva after that performance. That was that was nice.
2: That'd be interesting, because Jordan Wright's such a wild man, but you cannot be a wild man against Bruno Silva or else you will be <laughs> you will be asleep. So that, that that would just be crazy. That'd be rock'em sock'em. But yeah, I mean Bruno Silva against anybody is is something that people will want to see after that performance, but the MVP of the night, AK, goes to good old Matt Brown. The guy just keeps finding ultra-violent ways to end fights, even at 40 years of age. He face KOs Diego Lima with one shot, and this fight is going as I'm watching it because, of course, we have our our little pick 'em pool that we do, and I'm like, all right, this is uh, this is going the way I thought it was going to go. Diego's just going to keep kicking him in the leg. And, you know, Brown's going to have his moments. But Diego's just going to cruise his way to a, like a 29-28 unanimous decision. And then, boom, the right hand lands, beautifully timed, excellent instruction, excellent thought process on how this is going to go. He lured Diego Lima into a false sense of security. And then, boom, it was over. Back in the win column is the immortal Matt Brown. This guy versus anybody is fun, AK. But how much fun are we going to have coming up next?
3: This was one of my rare uh, correct picks, by the way, of Saturday night. I did. And it was actually spot on. I did predict uh, Matt Brown by second round knockout. Uh, and it went, again, I thought Lima. The thing with Matt Brown is you can be a better technical fighter than him. There, He's, there's, he's fought some great technical fighters. Uh, but he's beaten them, too, because I think there's a certain nastiness you have to have when you fight. Uh, Matt Brown and Diego Lima, nice guy, good fighter. He does not have that extra gear, so it was it kind of went as again as I expected. At some point, I'm like Matt Brown's just going to snap, <laughs> and if you can't go to that never, another level with him, you're going to be in trouble. I still, this has been discussed on No uh, Before. This has been discussed on other shows we've done. I still want to see him fight Court McGee, and I know it sounds a little bit like this is sort of like some tr- a tailor-made like ESPN like kind of exploitative thing. It's like, oh, let's just because both these guys had like really difficult pasts with substance abuse and really serious like, you know, near death experiences as a result of that. Uh I, I, I I'm trying to like I'm trying to portray this matchup without making it sound tacky, but I think those stories are legitimately inspirational. I can never hear it enough. I know Court McGee's been around forever and I've seen some people just kinda of like, oh my gosh, this guy again but it's like this guy's these guys' stories are amazing. and and, and I do think um, as publicized as their stories are, again, their battles with, with substance abuse and overcoming those those demons, I still think there's an even even wider audience that is not aware of that. And again, you have, now that you have the ESPN platform, stylistically, it's just a great fight. I mean, I think you're getting an awesome three rounds, three rounds stand up battle, five round if you make it a fight night main event somehow. Uh, but I but I do think the story is cool. I think it'd be a really nice moment, um, and a moment that these two guys could share. Uh, these two veterans could share so again, I know it's a, a very easy narrative to work off of but that's kind of why I like it I think it has a universal appeal. I think it's easy to understand and I think you get you get a good fight out of it so Matt Brown and and Court McGee
2: Jose mentioned that matchup. It's mm-hmm. it's it's it works. No doubt about it um, and Matt Brown obviously to nobody's surprise is a very popular topic in discussion when it comes to the future after that performance. A lot of names are being thrown around, all of which are fun, all of which could work. But I think a good fight with where Matt is at in his career and where people see this other fighter potentially going, and he just so happened to compete on the same card. I mean, Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams is ridiculous. I mean, that is just insane. Chaos getting a nice win over Matthew Semmelsberger. I mean... If you see Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams in the works for such-and-such such event, you're just going to be like, oh, my Lord, this is actually happening. Um, so that's what I'm going with. I think that's I think that's just a good piece of business right there. I mean, nothing. I, if, if they did the, the Court McGee fight, all in on it. That's got to be a co-main event. That's going to be a big storyline for sure on a big card. Do something. Even if it's like, you know, if Matt doesn't make the decision, like, I'm done. Maybe you end it with Court. And I would like to see that fight at some point, but I don't know. Something about Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams just gets me all fired up.
3: How do you feel about James Krauss?
2: I'm in for that one too. That was a yeah. name we tossed around as well. That I like. Do you think
3: he'd be? Do you think he's? That's a fight that he's. Uh, from what you know of him, do you think that's what one he'd really want to want to have? Kraus? Yeah.
2: Oh, Kraus would take that fight. Krauss <laughs> yeah. doesn't care. Like Krause is just like <laughs> is like oh, when, you know, let's circle this calendar. Like I'll fight around here. I'll just fight whoever you want me to fight. Like he's not—he's not gunning for world titles. He's just like, dude, I've—I've am i have a million guys to corner and coach. That's that, and then you know I'll sprinkle in a fight from time to time. So yeah, if you threw Matt Brown, I'm sure he'd be more than down for that fight. I—I I, I like that one.
3: It's just cool to see Matt Brown still succeeding. You know, I mean, again, 40 years old, the year of our Lord 2021. Matt Brown's winning fights. Anderson Silva's winning boxing matches. What a country! What I a co- oh, what a country! <laughs>
2: He's crushing the salt and pepper a la Benil Dariush a little bit. And that's kind of how I knew. As soon as I saw him, like, it's Father's Day weekend. He's got the salt and pepper going on with the beard and the hair. I'm like, this dude's going to win. I made a bad choice. I made a bad choice. But let let us head to the wild card round, AK, where we will select one fighter that we have not match made for yet. And we will match make for them right now. Could be a loser from the main card. Could be a winner from the prelims. A loser from the prelims. And I know a very popular choice is Roki Martinez versus Chris Barnett. We've already used that one before, so I don't think you're going to say that again. So hopefully, I didn't spoil your pick. But uh, no. what is your selection coming out of UFC Vegas 29?
3: In my mind, Martinez Barnett has already been booked. <laughs> uh, I don't even know like why we. You're right. We shouldn't even discuss it as like a potential fight on this. It's booked. It's booked. So uh, but there's not a report. We don't have any sources telling us. It's just the universe is telling us. Uh, this fight will have. Assuming, by the way, that Martinez isn't just released, he did fall to, uh, he did unfortunately fall to 0-3 in the UFC, uh, which is. But he won that not... fight. This is true. It was a close fight. You're right, and then a lot of people thought he won. So hopefully the UFC gives him one more shot, and they do the, the they do the Chris Barnett matchup. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, if he had like no. he had oh he landed over I it, it I don't even think I'm making this up. He landed almost 200 more six strikes. Then Josh Parisian landed yes, in that fight. It was yes, like a, Mike, but, a, a ridiculous number.
3: But who held the other guy against the fence for longer?
2: That's a great that? question.
3: Yeah, take that. Also, also, hey UFC, can we get some punching speed stats at the PFL? Uh, because uh, you know people complained about the T-Bow McDonald thing. I tweeted I tweeted uh, a couple of days ago, hey, check out the punch speed. Gleason T-Bow's maximum punch speed was almost like seven <laughs> miles per hour faster than Rory McDonald. So who really won that fight? I mean, we know, I think the judges got it correct. I'm just saying. So oh, uh, God. I think Sorry, Actually, my we, dog
2: just jumped on
3: me. Uh, oh, yeah! I wish people could see this. So, yeah, anyone listening, uh, his uh, Mike was just viciously attacked by his by his uh, dog, um, Shiloh. Yes, good memory, my friend. I told you, I'm terrible with pet names. I'm so I'm so bad. Uh, I'm going with Virna Verna I think. What first of all, <laughs> that was a that was a great it was a great quote-unquote great fight i mean i like it was obviously somewhat gross to watch when it was very clear that uh for kanaka Murata, her arm was injured and i think and she went uh, i believe a whole round maybe more than a whole round with the with that injury uh hopefully nothing nothing serious you know it's uh she's just so tough as nails and uh, janji is just such a such a beast. Uh, I still see her as contending for a title someday. She's a, definitely a few fights away from it. I know she has to make up some ground. She's had mixed results in the UFC so far. But the ta- but talent-wise, she is a world title uh, contender. So uh, I'm not pushing her up too fast. I want to see her take on another veteran. There's a few names. But let's go with uh, Jessica Penne for now. So I'm, I'm really not as great as that win was. I'm not pushing Gianninova back into the top 15 or back or into the top 10 yet. Let, let, let her get another name that's tough. She could potentially style on, with all due respect to Penny if, if if it's a fight, I think Chenjerai uh, would have the advantage. So that's I thought of some other veteran names, but I'm going I'm going back. I'm being very conservative here for her, uh, one-time strawweight title contender, uh, Jessica Penny.
2: For those who who know me and have watched all our various programs over the last I don't know year or so, I I, I was very hype about Casey O'Neill. I told you how much of an animal she was and how much of a piece she had. And it seemed very obvious that this is the direction I was going to go until things changed last night in a direct message, Slack conversation with my best friend, Alex Kaylee, where he challenged me. Actually, he dared me to choose one of the fighters on this card.
3: No, Casey. No, do Casey O'Neill.
2: No, I'm doing it. <laughs> no, do Casey. O'Neil. I'm give doing your, it. No, give
3: me your Casey O'Neill matchup.
2: My wild card selection oh, is Ricky Glenn. That's right, Ricky Glenn gets a quick win. Nearly three years on the sidelines, and I'm ready to have some fun. So, A.K. What goes, what goes better with most foods? What goes better in a lot of potential lightweight matchups with guys outside of the top 15? What would Ricky like to add to his resume? What would Ricky like to maybe pour on some pizza? Some, egg, some Maybe some scrambled eggs? How about a little hot sauce, AK? How about a little hot sauce, my best friend? Ricky Glenn versus Scott Holtzman? Give it to us. Give it to us all. That fight is just so much fun. Let's do it. Ricky Glenn versus Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman. All
3: right. First of all, great matchup. Indisputable. I, I am officially, I am officially accept, uh, stopping my war against adult Rickies. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I shouldn't say that, specifically this adult Ricky. Uh, and by the way, people, I'm just saying, I, I think once you've reached a certain age, you're a Rick, you're a Richard, you stick to it. However, I did not know, I believe he is legally, I believe legally he is Ricky Glenn. He is not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's not, he's not Richard Glenn, he's not Rich Glenn. He is Ricky Glenn. I know he, I think he changed it earlier. Do you know why? He, do you know why he changed to why he was using Rick for a long time? No idea. I saw someone say, "I, I, I hope I'm not just reading some unsubstantiated uh, Twitter comment that I read." Uh, that his father was something was dating a woman named Ricky, so it was like uh, for some time there, and it was awkward. I think when he started his career, so he's like, "Okay, just call me Rick; She can be Ricky." Um, but I think that this woman is out of the picture now, so Ricky can be Ricky. Uh, I'm not. If he decides to throw the apparently his name is Ricky Lee Glenn. <sighs> If, no, don't throw the Lee in there. You are not a serial killer. <laughs> Ricky Glenn, you're not a serial killer. You are not a, a bluegrass music artist. Let's Ricky Glenn is fine. Let's stop there. I understand that is your actual name and I apologize for criticizing his uh, choice to change back to Ricky. Not change to Ricky. Change back to Ricky. So congratulations on the win. And uh, You are Ricky Glenn and I should respect that. Uh, and I, I, yes, him and Scott Holzman would be absolute fire
2: so there you go congratulations to ricky glenn i am in forget about the curveball ricky skim the eater that's all i could think of when i first heard ricky glenn was paying (laughs) homage to major league that tremendous baseball movie so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear
0: check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about
1: everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
2: Do we have uh Do we have any mic checks for either of us? AK? No, no, no. We're pretty. We've been pretty
3: clean the last few weeks. Uh, we do have to check the tapes. I might have missed some. So, guys, by the way, I always tell listeners if you if you remember a matchup that you called, please just just DM me and remind me. I I have no. I'm not annoyed by it. It helps us do the segment let me know if i if i forgot or if i missed it again sometimes i don't read matchups when you match up you know uh losers uh matchups i just don't read those and i also don't write those down so if you if you called some really cool uh you know matchup for a losing fighter then uh, let me know let me know and i'll mention it i will look it up i will look go back to the dms and look it up but make me check the tapes uh listeners had two uh two predictions that uh looks like they are they are going to happen now mirab Dwalishvili and marlon Moraes. Uh, that's one people wanted. That's the one a lot of listeners wanted. And Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. So two cool fights. Everyone wanted good stuff. Uh, Rosenstrug versus Blades. I know a lot of people mentioned this one. For only for some reason I only had uh, CSU's own Brett Mobley. Uh, uh, Collins one, so I'm going to give Brett Mobley credit. Uh, Rosenstroke versus Blades, that one, that one is uh, looks like that's going to happen. And uh, again, I, I apologize to everyone else. I'm sure other people in Mike, uh, Mike, and your DMs mentioned it. I swear someone else in mind it, but I I couldn't find it. So Brett Mobley, this is your day. And uh, Thomas Collins wanted to. He uh, someone reached out and reminded me. He called for Askar Askarov versus the Alex Perez Matt Schnell winner. That fight was supposed to happen at 262. It fizzled, so he's taking credit for it as well. Then I get, then essentially he called for Askres versus Perez. That fight happened uh, in July. <laughs> oh, no. That, oh, anyway, that fight happened July 31st. But sorry, Thomas Collins. Mike does not approve. You cannot hedge.
2: You cannot if hedge I don't get un- credit for Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall, you are not getting credit for this one, sir.
3: <laughs> okay. Thomas, you are free to respond.
2: Half on, a point. Uh, half a point.
3: Half a point. That's, that's fine. Half a point is, is, is well deserved. Uh, but as you're happy to respond to DMs I will read out your, your mic check uh, <laughs> next week if you feel it, you know And if you do feel that you have unfairly been robbed of, uh, of a half
2: point here yes Matt Ravelli uh, one of those individuals uh, who said Mirab versus Marlon he, so ha- he said I'm so glad I finally picked a fight correctly and, there then, you go. He, uh, <laughs> and then he said okay. <laughs> that he said awesome episode of what the heck I couldn't keep a straight face with Colby Covington like you <laughs> it's not easy folks <laughs> uh so yeah That's, That's yeah okay so i guess uh, go ahead and give the uh stand, standard, standard disclaimer thing.
3: guys we, we we tend to mostly mention winners unless they were in the main event or a title fight uh then we'll mention the losing side uh emphasis unique matchups so if you're wondering like you said in a bunch of matchups and we only read like one of them it might be because just a lot of people mentioned them we try to cluster those together the fighter could already be booked or you might have just made a mistake in wrong weight class. The person fought already recently, like they fought the same opponent recently, and you're suggesting someone's injured, is going to be out for a while, et cetera. So do your research, guys. Do your research. I know you guys are good with that. Just a reminder. And most importantly, your pick might just be stinking hot doo-doo, and we do not want to read it.
2: True that. Uh, we will kick things off with Alec Ainelian, Cheeto versus you? Dom Cruz. Uh, um, no, I think he's... Uh... I think he's contributed a little bit. Oh, okay. Welcome, uh, che- back. welcome back, welcome back, Cheeto versus Dom Cruz, Josh Parisian versus Justin Tafa, Sergey Spivak versus Tom Aspinall. So thank yeah. you very much, uh, Brandon Nunez. Oh, AK, you're gonna love this one.
3: Am I? I, you're I know love what it this is one.
2: Can I Hashtag Brown on Brown. Randy Brown versus Matt Brown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I was thinking of something else. <laughs>
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Davy Grant versus the loser of Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. All, both of those would be, would be fire. Uh, Cheeto versus Rivera or the winner of Jafiela Sunso versus Kyler Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Danny Gabe versus Sadiq Yusuf. Yep. Uh, Calvin Cater versus Yair Rodriguez. And Korean Zombie versus Arnold Allen. Hmm. Wow. All right. Um, Wow, Brian Chambers came through. He also had to check the tapes. Biggie Boy versus Curtis Blades needed to get okay. that sign quick, and it did. He called it all right. Uh, Poppy Bryant, Davy Grant versus Gustavo Lopez. That's a that's a pretty big step back. Like no disrespect to Gustavo Lopez, but going from Marlon Vera to Gustavo Lopez, interesting choice. Uh, Matt Brown versus the loser of Nico Price versus Michelle Pejeda.
3: He hasn't fought Nico Price before, Matt Brown? No. I don't think no. so. That's one of those things I feel like has happened, but hasn't. No,
2: okay. Is, I mean, good Lord. Both of those <laughs> would be ridiculous. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Andreas Michelaitis. Yeah,
3: I like that. Okay, yeah. Better than some of the matchups. I have some matchups that I mentioned later, which I'm not crazy about, but go on. yeah.
2: Uh, he wants Young with Sung Woo Choi versus Ricky Simone, but that, Ricky would have to go to 145, so that... Probably doesn't make all of that much sense. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, he likes Cheeto versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, and explains, I like the yeah. cruise call out, but he's coming off a win. I think he should fight someone more around him. Edgar's mm. coming off a loss and should probably fight back. Plus, you could easily make that a fight night co-main, maybe even a main. So there you go. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I. You know what? I I I don't mind this matchup either. Sergey Spivak versus Alexander Romanov. Romanov's not booked. I don't think so. Do a, he just I'll fought Juan Espino in that weird ass fight. Uh, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably yeah. He's chippy. Yeah.
2: Uh He likes Zombie versus Calvin Cater. Division's kind of in a standstill. Yair versus Max is for a while. Same as the title fight. So let's just do this one. Kind of the last one standing. Uh, our man Thick B, the underscore Real Bertha back in our lives. Uh, Rocky Martinez versus Chris Barnett in bold letters, AK. Uh, Ricky Glenn versus Joel Alvarez. Parisian versus Dontel Mays. I feel like Dontel Mays is mentioned like every week on this show. Yes, he's one of those names, yeah. So any heavyweight who gets their first UFC win, it's automatically Dontel Mays. (laughs) Dontel Mays. There's going to be be some serious check the tapes action once Dontel gets (laughs) booked. Someone's going to get it.
3: Someone has to get it.
2: Uh, Chaos Williams versus Dwight Grant. Semelsberger versus Sekulich. Uh, Nikolai versus Mikhail Olegzechek, Matt Brown versus Court McGee. There you go. Bruno Silva versus Julian Marquez. Ooh, that's a good one.
3: I like but I think we've come up with some pretty good Marquez matchups over the last. I, I haven't been matching Marquez up with anyone. I've been I think we had a couple of Oh, then again, I wanted him and uh, Muradov, and I remember that didn't and now uh Muradov's, Gerald Mirchart's getting yep. that. So
2: huh, back on the table.
3: Great. Okay, okay, all right, all right.
2: Uh, Sung Wu Choi versus Omar Morales. Cheeto Vera versus Jimmy Rivera. Spivak versus Aspinall. Zombie versus Arnold Allen. Back with that. Uh, Robbie Ryan. Uh, Aussie underscore dad underscore bloke. So I would assume we're going to be wishing a happy Father's Day uh, to the Aussie dad, Robbie <laughs> Ryan. Uh, good day, fellas. With this one now in the history books, here's my matchups following this event. TKZ is not getting any of you guys above him. Cater's to the next best option. Vera mm-hmm. versus a Sun Sour Rivera. Uh Brown versus the next fringe top fifteen up and comer as the ultimate gatekeeper. I personally would like to see him fight John Wayne Parr. That seems to be a very popular choice. Uh I don't think John Wayne Parr is coming to the UFC. And then he goes with Bruno Silva versus Brad Tavares or Kevin Hollins next. Wow. Dang, I
3: I know Bruno Silva's got a lot of outside the UFC. It's true, you know. Again, I should stop viewing as a as a one and zero in the UFC guy. He does uh, he fought for M1, it's a pretty pretty damn credible promotion. Uh, He has a win over Slamenko, you know. So, yeah, I I get it. I'm probably being a little too conservative with the matchmaking. Yeah, okay.
2: Uh, Evan Rodriguez back. Chaos Williams versus Randy Brown. Matthew Summelsberger versus Mickey Gall. I know Gall is booked, however. I would like Semmelsberger to fight Gall whether he wins or loses his next fight. Semmelsberger is a legit prospect despite his recent loss, but he needs a grappling test, and this serves that purpose. So I I like the explanations. Um, Davy Grant versus the Dana Batscaril, Montel Jackson winner. I think Davy is a top fifteen guy, but ran into a serious problem for the division in Cheeto. Give Davy a quote unquote tune-up fight and the winner of this to keep him busy. Casey O'Neill. Versus Ariane Lipsky, O'Neill fights up. Mm-hmm. I want her to not get rushed into a ranked fight just yet. If she beats Lipsky, then she should officially move on to top fifteen competition. So, my thought on that is, I I feel like Lara Procopio is at least in my eyes was ranked higher than Ariani Lipsky. Yes,
3: as also on my rankings. Yep, correct.
2: So I mean, if you want to do that, it's fine. I think Lipsky probably has more of a more of a name. Yeah, than Procopio probably has a little more value in that sense in terms of like fight promotion, um, but I feel like I mean I feel like this was like the the this is the sink or swim kind of test for Casey O'Neill and she passed it with flying colors. Uh, our our buddy Francesco from Italy back Zombie versus Barboza, he is with you, A.K. Uh, another Speedback back Veracruz, Cruz, great call, he likes that one right off the bat. Sungwoo Choi versus Lando Venata, A.K.
3: Oh, I love! It. I saw that. That was uh, one that came up. That's maybe maybe my favorite. That's <laughs> my good favorite one. matchup, by the way. I love that so much.
2: Uh, Bruno Silva versus Jacob Malcun. uh Matt Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo at 170. Oh sure. O'Neill versus Morose. Chaos Williams versus Randy Brown. John DeRoba versus Jan Zhao Dang!
3: Again, like I said, look, I, I get it. I'm, I'm with a lot of people. I think she's a world title level talent. Uh, I just I want to give her a little more time to to re, to build up that resume, and uh, you know let let the names ahead of them sort them ahead of her sort themselves out.
2: Uh, I think we can only get a couple more. Uh, Jesse Thunderclees just had a question. How about Rick Glenn? How about Ricky Glenn getting three knockouts in thirty five seconds? Is that a record?
3: Ricky Glenn. So three knockouts. Three and- knockouts in 35 what so he's got three he, knockouts three in, knockouts and like, that took around that time
2: frame
3: or less it's definitely not a record if you look up like anyone's uh like look look up some random uh, dominic reyes uh had like some i think he had like he had like three knockouts that were like a combined 35 seconds so uh it's yeah a lot of these guys did some crazy 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 stuff on the uh in their pre-fight <laughs> pre UFC pre Bell Tour, pre world series of fighting, whatever, whatever you want to look at, at times but, I mean, I'm not I'm not downplaying. It. It's friggin amazingly impressive I don't care who you're fighting to knock someone on 35 seconds or less. But uh, no, there's a lot of a lot of random quick finishes out there on uh, On high-level fighters resumes.
2: Yes, and the final one comes from our friend Patrick Austin I was wondering where he was last night because normally he will he will DM me a matchup like immediately after a fight ends uh, He did not do that this time uh, and apologized, said work's been crazy hot for the UPS. Haven't been able to keep up as much these past few weeks. He comes out with a fiery, fiery hot take, AK. That kind of blew my mind. And the more I think about it, I'd love to see this fight. Maybe not in the way he is presenting it, but maybe in the opposite direction. Patrick Austin said, Justin Gaethje should be a featherweight anyhow. Let's do the Korean zombie versus Justin Gaethje.
3: I mean, I would go the other way. I would have – For I would sure. Make zombie not cut. Why make Gaethje cut? Gaethje is not – I'm not saying he's the tallest uh, lightweight. but He's, he's a bigger stout. guy. He's And he's stout. He's like – he's not li- – I mean, he could drop some weight, but it would be like muscle. Like I don't see him dropping like a lot of fat. Uh, I think he would be muscle. I'm not, I'm not saying he couldn't make it. I'm oh, sure yeah. He could, but, but, but why dude. do I want to – Gagey versus one?
2: Zombie? Holy
3: crap. Uh, yeah, let's do a 155.
2: I mean, that's an all-time. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we're not doing 45 for that one. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. I'm still, with this Yair thing not panning out, I am not giving up hope on Justin Gagey versus Max Holloway. Just yet. I know yet. you're not. And you shouldn't. Just yet. Uh, that you... is it for me. Look, I, I got
3: Aldrich and Tracy Cortez. You know, you got to dream big, so <laughs> I
2: think you can <laughs>
3: You know, don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Uh, on team, Zombie Barbosa is my new Aldrich Cortez, by the way. I, that is, I'm not giving up on that one. Uh, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, some of these uh, uh, Zombie Allen and Zombie Barbosa were kind of like neck and neck among uh, listeners. So uh, I don't know. They're they're both about even. Uh, Iggy versus Burgos was a, a big one. Uh, Mike more popular uh, in my uh, in my DMs than Spivak versus Aspinall. Spivak versus Augusto Sakai. You know what?
2: Had my first thought was had Spivak gone out there and just done what he probably was supposed to do, that would have been my pick too. I would have given so him Sakai, hard. but I'm not giving. I can't. I can't justify giving him a guy that, even <sighs> oh though it's kind of weird that he's headlined his last two UFC fights. I'm just he no, no. You're hard. You're a hard man. key. It's probably a Sergei, better thing for him.
3: Sergey, gay. If you're out there listening to this. I just want you to know, Mike is not mad. He is just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I, I, want, I want that to be clear. He's not mad at you. He's just he just ex- wants he expects better.
2: Go out there and, and do the thing, bro.
3: Tito <laughs> uh, Mar- uh, Vera versus Edgar and Tito Vera versus Rivera were both uh, we're both again neck and neck, but even I got the same amount of suggestions for both. Choi versus Nevada, as I said earlier, love this one. Uh, Silva versus Silva. I think you said this. Uh, Silva ver- Bruno Silva versus Roman Dolidze. I don't like it. Uh, because uh, Dalí uh, he does like striking, but he is also a bit of a grinder, a bit of a grappler. Why do I want to see Bruno Silva fight one of those guys? What? No, why? I'm not saying that matchup can't happen, but just give me another another guy who's gonna either be uh, meet him on the feet or just have no defense. Pick yeah, one. No,
2: no, thank you. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, Brown Lawler two was the most popular Matt Brown matchup I saw. Uh, Jan Duda versus Claudia Gedelia was one uh, the most popular matchup for her. Uh, someone said chaos versus Miguel Baeza I think Bayez is way ahead of Williams, uh, chaos Williams in the rankings right now. I know uh, he just coming off his first UFC loss, so it's it's not the worst thing. But I I have Baeza in a little bit of a different tier. But it would be an amazing fight, amazing fight. Yeah. Uh, as you said, yes, the DMs were filled with uh, Rocky Martinez versus Chris uh, Chris Barnett. I said what the what that wrong? Uh, Chris Barnett. And then uh, for Casey O'Neill, we had a couple: uh, O'Neill versus Luana Carolina or O'Neill versus uh, Marina Moros. So. People very high on the O'Neill train as they should be. She looked amazing on Saturday. Uh, one of one of the best prospects to come out of that uh, to, uh, in that division right now. I'll go to Instagram first. I had no emails again, by the way. Good people, this is like two weeks in a row. Tristan Gordette, if you're out there, uh, my other email boys. So I don't mean to just single him out. My other email boys, uh, please, if you're listening, hit up hit me up in my hit me up in the email hit me up in the DMS. I don't care. I just want to know that you guys are. You guys are okay. My my email has been empty. I got a lot of Instagram, a lot of uh, Twitter, of course. Let's go uh, to Instagram first. Uh, MMA Heads coming in with some great suggestions here. Uh, Spivak versus Ivanov. Uh Chitovera versus the Ascenso Phillips winner, as you mentioned. That's on July twenty fourth. Choi versus Makwan Amerkani. A good matchup. I think they're going I think they're going in different directions right now. I don't have them in the same
2: line. Yeah, that, I mean, that was on my like, short list, mm-hmm. but I ultimately didn't... I ultimately went with Caceres, but I wouldn't hate it. I mean, Vamir Connie back against the wall ain't gonna be an easy fight. I don't dislike it completely, but I think there's better options.
3: Uh, Bruno Silva versus Alessio DiCirico. I think we're just hoping that DiCirico is not too injured and that he can just rebook his matchup with uh, Delice that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, Nico I got this. Watch out, John Anik. Nico Negu I only know that because I listened to John Anik say it. Uh, versus Carlos Ulberg. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think Ulberg, uh, you know, came in with a ton of hype for his debut, and uh, I think uh, Nico would be a good matchup. To uh, that's around the right level of competition.
2: Do we see the last of? Um, do we see the last of Alexa Kamer? Oh no, I. Uh, he- he won his—he's not Owen. He's 1-2, right? Yeah, he beat one and Justin Ledet, who didn't beat anybody at 205. He got ragdolled by William Knight, who we saw, like, the kind of— No, this is no—I dist- like William Knight's good dude, New England guy, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, when he actually fought someone who could grapple a little bit, he was on his back for 15 minutes. And then to lose to a guy that you were a minus 250 favorite on, who hasn't fought in, like, two years— not good, bro. Not he good.
3: I think he gets another chance. He could have fought better. He would have maybe had a better result if uh, referee Mike Beltran knew that you're allowed to take, understands that referees are allowed to take a point, uh, as opposed to just admonishing people and making a show of it. Uh, you can actually just take a point, and that'll solve the problem.
2: Yeah, so, I, I completely agree with you. The other thing I will say is Kamer has a very high ceiling, in my opinion. The talent yeah, is clearly right. there. His boxing is excellent. You want
3: to maybe go back to build build things up on the regional scene.
2: Yeah, and it's it's the blessing and the curse of a highlight reel knockout on the contender series. Yep, because yep. Fabio Charant is a nice fighter. He is a nice fighter. He also got rocked in the first round of that fight against Chirant and then landed the mm-hmm. flying knee. Mm-hmm. And anytime you land a flying knee on the contender series, even if you're getting absolutely annihilated for the entire fight, you're getting a contract. So I feel like it's just it was just too much too soon. Like there's certain like if they gave him a developmental deal and just Like, let him do what William Knight did and just fight for CES, fight for Cage Fury Fighting Championships and just LFA, like all these different promotions and just sort of build your resume up and build your confidence up. I feel like he'd be in a much different place right now. So send him to Titan FC, LFA, like let him get some more reps in against guys like of his similar, you know, veteran status, so to speak. Uh, Experience levels is the word I was actually looking
3: for. Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: And then he can be back. Like, he's just like I, I feel like his biggest draw was, one, he got a, a, a flying knee knockout, and two, that he's just at the gym he's at with who he's at the gym with, with Stipe. Like, that's his whole story. Oh, he's the guy mm-hmm. that trains with Stipe Miacic. It's, it's just not enough. Like, and I feel like he just got rushed too quick, and it's a tough part of this sport sometimes for a guy w- who is clearly very talented. He just wasn't ready for the UFC.
3: Yeah, we've said this many times about the way the UFC builds up prospects. Is they, they need work. Look, I think actually Beltor does a really good job with building up prospects. Uh, they screwed up with Pico with his very first fight, but other than that, I thought they did a great job with him. Michael Venom Page, I get it. Maybe waiting a li- maybe a, a little too long to push the trigger on giving him big fights, but overall, they typically are on the side of caution. Um, sometimes it works out for them, sometimes it doesn't. But I I do like that they generally try and set up people they have pegged to be. Um, you know, future stars. They, they they set them up to succeed. The UFC with Kamer, they saw a guy like you said uh, trains with Stephen uh, big win on the contender series, uh, six and uh, five and zero. You know, you know, un- unbeaten record. I mean, five and zero is very low, but uh, five unbeaten record going into the UFC. Twenty five years old. They're like, oh sky's the limit for this guy but again now you see you're right they're another seeing this is what happens when you when you're 25 years old and you're pushed up to the ufc level it's tough like again even uh, you know i'm criticizing mike beltran it's not like alexa kamer was blowing the doors off with with if if there was a point deduction even if he gotten the win it would have kind of been a it would still would have been an eye-opening like okay maybe kamer you know needs to take a step back here you know he could have won a, he could have gotten a win or fought to got a draw and we still would have been like you know maybe not maybe not the best showing so uh, yeah, so no, so I, so I'll say no. I don't think, Mike. I don't think uh, that he's done. I think they gave him one more fight. But you're right. It's. I think he's better off getting back, uh, back to the regional scene, um, and just building himself up. Yeah, building up his skills, confidence, resume. Uh, Jen Jadoba versus Michelle Waterson. That's another one of the veteran names I had in mind. I have no problem with that. It was actually the first thing I thought of before I went went to uh, mm-hmm. Penne instead. Uh, Chaos Williams versus. What did I write here? I messed this one up versus, (laughs) uh, oh, oh, Lyman. This would be, oh, Lyman Good. It just says good. Lyman Good. Yeah, there's no other good. What am I thinking? Yeah. Uh, Lyman Good. good? Sure. Uh, Josh Priesen versus Tafa. Yeah, sure. Uh, Ricky Glenn versus Luigi Vendramini. Ricky versus Luigi. And uh, O'Neill versus the Molly McCann, uh, Gian Kim winner. I What am I Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah uh bailey gardner coming in from australia uh he had a good suggestion with uh i'll just read it says hey mate how's things thinking cheeto versus cody stamen the cruise fight is too big of a push for cheeto after getting beaten by aldo the cody fight seems like a nice slow push cody will likely wrestle him cheeto showed he can hang on the ground in this fight should be a good one so sure i like that uh thank you uh thank you bailey gardner matt bradbury always coming with some good ones ricky glenn versus jamie malarkey Josh Prezian. He wants Josh Prezian versus Chris Barnett. And no, stop it. That's fights Barnett has taken. Chaos Williams versus Dwight Grant. Uh, Matt Brown versus James Kraus. And uh, as you said, Sung Choi, Alex Casares. Yes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. On to Twitter, Mike. You know, uh, Four Corner Sports always usually tags us both. Uh, the Four Corner Sports NY Twitter. I uh, think a couple of good suggestions which I want to read out. It says Grant. He says the fight to make for Davey Grant is. Grant versus his hospital bill, because every David Grant fight, he is always breaking a bone or he's absorbing so much damage. Yes, this is true. I don't think... Uh, I don't think we heard about him breaking anything so far in this fight, but uh, definitely his skull might have taken some damage And he was just a bloody mess by the end of it And then he says uh, but in all seriousness David Grant versus Sean O'Malley if O'Malley defeats Smolka I love that fight. There is zero chance O'Malley takes that fight if he beats Smolka If if O'Malley beats Smolka, he's calling for someone like the top seven top eight and but I agree that's a fight That would be cool. We know who he's Uh, fighting
2: if he beats Louis Smolka. He's fighting Cody Garbrandt. End of discussion. Yeah
3: Yeah and he said uh, uh, at four corners I should say they, I don't know uh, I don't know uh, they say for Alexia Linux it's very simple Olenek will more than likely be on <laughs> Olenek will more than likely be on what the heck Announcing his retirement because the <laughs> there's nothing left for Olenek left to prove other than putting a prospect over Linux should just hang it out. this is the second week in a row people are trying to book your show for you Mike people settle down
2: settle down I think we came through last week um, yeah I don't know I, 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 I'd I'd be honored
3: now, can you imagine if that – oh, gosh. I uh, I don't – people, I don't think Alexi Olynyk is done. Uh, Garrett Thompson just wanted to read his message here. He just says, uh, I'd love to see Zombie jump into there with uh, Yair fight uh, – jump into the Yair fight on July 17th. But I think that's too soon for his return. So instead, Edson Barbosa this fall. Thank you. We are We are on the same wavelength. Uh, I'd like to see the Cheeto and Cruz fight, but I don't see Cruz taking that fight. Instead, I'd like Cheeto and Frankie. And let's make some older guy fights for Matt Brown, Robbie Lawler again for fun. Of course, Garrett Thompson. you all want that one. Uh, our pal, Sammy James, uh, your pal, I should say, Mike, yeah, both of our pals, but especially your pal. Uh, he wants, oh, what do I do? He wants Matt Brown versus Nick Diaz. Have we banned Nick Diaz from the show yet? No,
2: and... Should we? <laughs> let me just say this. Please. I am way less against this idea than the Shamayev idea. I'll just yeah. throw that out there. I like this you could, fight.
3: Well, you, you couldn't be more against that idea, Mike. I don't think there's any fight you hate more than Shamayev
2: That ideas. That is an excellent point. So I am not going to sit here and <laughs> and cut a promo. I like the fight. In fact, if I... If it was up to me, I would pick that fight. I think that's great, a great matchup. It's just not going to happen. And it's not because both guys you know, it's just it's just it's a money thing. Nick's going to be in a marquee spot on a big card, probably for some fictitious marijuana leaf world title of some kind. And it's Matt Brown's just not the guy. It's going to be like Mazadal or somebody like that. So, unfortunately, it's just not going to work. But I would love the fight. Like, if Nick loses his next fight and wants to go again, and Matt Brown beats Chaos or Court McGee or whoever, line them up. Let's do
3: it. Yeah, I think it's likely to happen in that scenario. Uh, Liam Perry coming in always with some good suggestions I'm, I'm not going to read them all but uh, Naga Mariano versus the William Knight uh, Fabio Charron winner August 21st Yeah that makes sense you're kind That's of all perfect. in that range Yeah Bruno Silva versus Kyle Dacus mm. Oh mm. I'm down that works I'm just I'm just letting it simmer <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sergei, Sergei Spivak versus the Chris Abdurakhimov Abdurakhimov loser July 21st, we mentioned that one earlier and uh, Zombie versus Max Holloway Dustin Gedko uh, one of his suggestions I really liked Virna Janjeroba versus Amanda Lemos Lemos is fighting uh, Montserrat Conejo on July 17th but yes, I agree, good good matchup should uh, should Lemos win that one uh, Jack O'Hara coming in with uh, Sungwoo Choi versus Chaz Skelly that's a different kind of challenge i
2: like that I don't one. Know. i thought about that was on my short list as well
3: yeah, yeah that's a, that's an interesting challenge that's a big test of uh because we know Choi can stand and strike skelly is such an aggressive grappler S- super strong guy very aggressive grappler uh he's almost like the tim elliott i almost want to call him like the tim elliott of of 145 pounds um maybe he's not quite so single-minded but yeah, I don't know. I like. I just kind of want to keep putting Troy in there with strikers, but I understand the. I understand the thought process there. Uh, Chris at Dragonslayer2 on Twitter. Uh, just. I just want to read what they said about a Brown Lawler rematch. My. They said my explanation. Lawler is being thrown to the wolves for no reason other than name value. Uh, that's a fair point. Let the man have a fun fight. His fans. Uh, that his fans don't moan at the matchmaking for. Yeah, it does feel like uh, Lawler has been kind of put in that. Uh, gosh, i never thought we'd say this for him, but a little bit of a gatekeeper. A little bit of a gatekeeper. Um, when you look at the guys who he fought and where they some of the names he fought and where they were at. Kind of they were kind of built building their names off of him. Um, guys who were already in contender talk and then just kind of getting that, you know, he's just kind of getting added to that. Uh, so yeah, that's what I, I agree, I agree. Let's get Lawler in that unofficial Legends League, you know, um side of the UFC. Marcus McGahey, this time he calls this the on to the next one, return of the living dead edition. Uh, which is a bit which is a bit ironic because I think he forgot to make a matchup for Korean zombie. <laughs> uh, Chaos Williams versus Worldly Alves. Matt Brown versus Court McGee. Again, that's one a lot to talk to. Nega Morianu. I've probably pronounced the name three different times since the show started <laughs> versus the uh, Villanueva uh, pracniel winner on June 26th. Uh, Josh Priesen versus Jared Vandera. I like that one a lot. I think that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I don't see that going very well for Josh Parisian, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I didn't
3: think I thought yeah. I didn't think this fight would actually this fight maybe didn't go very well for him either.
2: Uh,
3: Ricky Glenn versus Kazula Vargas. Sergei Spivak versus Arlovski. He's down with that. Uh, Chito Vera. He just wants Chito Vera versus Dominic Cruz. We had a lot. I had a lot of uh, listeners say something to the effect of it's too soon. Uh, Marcus, he doesn't think so. He said, "The call, he said, you know what? Acknowledge the call out. Just make it happen. Screw it." And Sung Choi versus Justin James, uh, Charles Rosa winner on June 26. There's a few more here. Thomas Collins, a one I really like. Ka- Chaos Williams versus Elizu Zaleski, and he had something to say about Davy Grant versus uh, Alejandro Turbo Perez, uh, which I wanted to read here. Oh yes, he was saying normally we don't talk about uh, fighters who lost fights, but. He wanted to suggest that you know both fighters have had similar length UFC careers. Both were former tough finalists. Quiz for you, Michael Givice. Well, the first one's easy. Who did David Grant lose to in his season in the Ultimate Fighter
2: finals, bantamweight finals? I have very little tough knowledge.
3: Really? Uh, what if I told you, alpha male guy who did not fight again after the show? Oh, I guess that's yeah. <laughs> that's Chris. Down house's hell's his name you can get this i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to tell you you're going to get it it's fuck oops <laughs> <laughs> all right well i better say it now you... uh
2: mark that, mark that. Holdsworth, holdsworth 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 god mark mark that mark
3: that for <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is
3: not ufc unfiltered all right oh god putting the you
2: know, i have to put the e on it yeah,
3: market. Uh, so I forgot. I'm sorry. Chris Holdsworth did fight Chico Camus after, and then of course suffered that injury and and uh, apparently has retired. But uh, and Alejandro Perez. Uh, well, you're definitely not gonna remember this one. Was the uh, was the winner of the first season of Tough Latin America? He beat uh, Jose Quinones uh, to win the the bantamweight. Who was the other, Mike? Who was the other? No, no, no. This you'll get. Who was the other champion? There's a first season uh, Ultimate Fire Latin America. Very pu- featherweight. Division very popular Mexican fighter.
2: Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez.
3: Yeah, very obvious. Very right. yeah.
2: that one I knew. Thank you. Thank you for teeing me up, and so I didn't have to use any bad language. Uh, look, any on Father's any, Day.
3: Any chance I have to talk about tough, You know I'll take it. Uh, and of course, you have to throw in again Rocky Martinez, Chris Barnett. Let's. If this fight happens, I'll be so happy for all of us. I'll be so happy for all of us because we made this happen. Yes, it's
2: a universal check. The tapes.
3: Absolutely. Barry O'Reilly, Ricky Glenn versus Michael
2: Johnson. Okay, I can't believe yeah. Michael Johnson's still in the UFC. And, and I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but I mean, no, I it's, it's he's fair. got like he's got a lot of losses in a row, like a lot. I can believe it,
3: uh Genji. You know, again, you we, we you always bring out every time he fights. Like, wow, he's beaten he's beaten Dustin Poirier and Tony Ferguson, right? You can just ride that forever. You can ride that forever. Never that, that that currency is evergreen. Uh, Jen Jiroba versus Loma Lukbunmi. I think she would kill a Loma Lukbunmi right, and I think Loma Lukbunmi is badass. I just don't think she's has that level of MMA experience yet for uh Fiona Jen Jiroba.
2: Loma should be fighting Jessica Penne. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> That's the fight to make. Yeah, I don't want to throw. Loma's like, man, because I, I fe- if the UFC makes 105 pound division in the next yeah. two years. Like, she's, she's got to be one of, like, the go-tos yep. that you build in this division. So, you can't, like, you can't rush her. Not saying that her the rest of her skill set won't catch up to her striking and some of the things that she does very well, the kicks and the Muay Thai and all and the nasty clinch work that she does. But you don't want to rush her too much. Like, you can't, like, just throw in there with contender series contract winners. But I feel like her progression is... Is spot on. Like I feel like they've done a good job with her.
3: Yeah, Uh, Jengedova would be a huge, 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 huge step up. Both experience, skill set. No, uh, no, thank you. But thank you, Barry, for the suggestion. And uh, he says Matt Brown versus Alex Morano He says let's continue this Randy Orton legend killer run that Moreno is on. Is he really on? I mean, he beat Cerrone, and he lost to Pettis. And it wasn't a super close fight either. It was pretty clear, pretty clear decision loss to Anthony Pettis. I guess he just means fighting experienced guys, which
2: is okay. Yeah, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Like Kyle um, no, because he, like, he like the, the legend killer? I mean, I don't know. God, yeah. Uh, you know what? Pro
3: Wrestling Reference, Barry, you get points for it. Yes. And uh, Zombie versus Giga Chikaze. Uh Last couple here. JC Rodriguez wants Casey O'Neal versus the uh, winner of the flyweight fight that everyone's looking forward to. Uh, J.G. Aldrich and Tracy Cortez. That's on August 28th. So JC, I'm down with you on that. And then... I'll, I'll close out with the uh, Sleepwalker, who uh, again he knows how to he knows how to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Says Sergey Ser, Sergey Spivak versus Sergey Pavlovich, Battle of the Sergeys, Hashtag. He doesn't he didn't put the hashtag, but obviously I have to do the hashtag Sergey on Sergey. So there we go. Uh, that is uh, any uh, you know I'll throw in with the other one he mentioned Danny Gay versus uh, Sudeep Yusuf, but Sergey on Sergey. That is. Uh, Intriguing. Intriguing. Again, probably I, th- I I, think I would have Pavlovich above Spivak, but I guess he hasn't fought in a while, so Spivak's probably jumped him. So There you go. But yeah, thank you, listeners. Uh, again, you can please send in, keep sending in suggestions. I know this wasn't the most exciting card, so it wasn't exactly um, our inbox. Probably were not overflowing, but uh, find me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee. My DMs are open. Also on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. And someone email me uh, at Alex. Lee at Nation.com.
2: Yes. Um, Mike heck underscore jr Twitter M underscore heck jr on Instagram. That's where you can find me. And that's it. We're putting a bow on UFC Vegas twenty nine. We are on to Ooh. UFC Vegas thirty. Oh we my. will break down the what's next coming out of that event, which is headlined by a very pivotal, very important heavyweight matchup between Cyril Gunn and Alexander Volkov. We got Danilo Marquez versus Kennedy and Shakuku. Oh God. And Yes, and Kennedy and Chukwu. So there we go. We're all learning these pronunciations as we go. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus Tim Mean should be a lot of fun. We got the return of heavyweight OSP taking on Tanner Boser. That should be fun. And I'm very excited to see the return of Shafkat Rachmanov taking yes. on Michelle Perceres. Uh, Charles Rosa versus Justin James, Hayoni Barcelos versus Timor Valiev, H- Hinata Moikano versus Jai Herbert. Uh, Marcin Pratchnio versus Ike Villanueva. We got Yancey Medeiros versus Demir Hadzovic. We are rebooked and ready to fly. We got Andre Philly versus Daniel Pineda, which should be a banger. And, of course, the one that AK's got circled, Julia versus Julia. Oh, yeah. Julia Avila versus Julia Stoliarenko. Rescheduled. Rescheduled. On paper, this card overall. Although I liked the main event of this past Saturday's card better, I feel like top to bottom, matchup to matchup, scribbled down on a piece of paper, I feel like this card's better. Am I crazy? Really? I'm I'm
3: the other way. I would give the edge to the card that just maybe because the card that just happened turned out to be like okay. So I'm I'm think I'm, I'm it's hard for me to put myself back in the shoes of pre-show, uh, Ak Lee. But I I'm just looking at this card now. I. I don't love this card. I you don't, don't love, love it? that I'm sorry. I, I know I'm the Prince of Positivity. I know I'm supposed to love everything. But I cannot
2: lie to America.
3: I I don't love that. maybe it's the main card. Maybe if they shuffled some of the fights around.
2: Yeah, I mean we don't know what the final lineup actually is. Right, at.
3: right. Still yes, lineups okay, lineup still needs to be finalized.
2: We got some of the best oh, prospects in the Sport okay. fight. We got Manoff, yeah, we got Barcellos. Sure. Yeah, you're not lying. It's good. And there's like in you're the right. ones that aren't that great like will be fun and wild and crazy. I'm
3: cautiously optimistic I will say I I think you, you know again like we do with most cards. maybe once I start digging into the research a little bit and digging into you know seeing some of the quotes that come up this week maybe I'll be more into it Mike but I'm for now cautiously optimistic but you're right I'm I I, I like I like where your head is at going into this one
2: what fights better on paper I mean hindsight being what it is we know how good it was Vera Grant 2 or Feely Pineda
3: Oh, it'll be, hard. I, I mean, you're right. It's hard to say because we just saw one. I think on paper, I was really looking forward to the Vera Grant. No, that's not true. That's not true. I, I'll, I'll give Felipe Pineda the edge. I remember being somewhat cold on the on the Grant-Vera uh, rematch. When it was initially booked, I remember as we talked about it last week, I got more excited. Um, but uh, when it was initially booked, I do remember I was like, okay. Uh, this one right away, I, I thought Felipe Pineda, I'm like, Yes. Yes. Very good matchup. Smart matchup. So, all right. All right, Mike. I'll go with your leading question here and I'll give Billy Pineda the edge.
2: <laughs> there we go. We almost had Anthony Hernandez versus Puna Soriano on this car, too. Look at the fights mm. we lost on this one. Uh, we lost Tim Elliott versus Sumiderji. Right. Yeah. Right. We lost Worley Alves versus Ramazan Ameev. <gasps> that was a crazy fight. What? So, yeah, I mean, we lost some good ones and we've ended up with, uh, with a pretty good consolation prize. But we'll be. We'll, all right. But we will be back talking about the futures of the the big winners, the notable names coming out of that card on the program. But until then, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. And always remember, MMA is supposed to be fun. Don't take this too seriously. And we'll have more fun next week right here on On to the Next One. The podcast.
0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
1: bet based on the amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: support for this show comes from hubspot more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to
1: hit your goals you just need hubspot